Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, How to Be More Masculine. So this is something that comes up um, a lot, like, what does it mean to be a man? How can you be that strong guy that you want to be? Um, so we're going to talk about that today and some traps we can fall into and that sort of thing. Uh, my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I am a now full-time marriage coach for high-achieving Christian men who want to have more intimate marriages. Trained as a psychiatrist, that's where my MD comes from. So talking today, what does it mean actually to be masculine? Because I think that it's like such a strange sort of uh, broad term, right? So a lot of times we hear things like be a man or man up, right? Uh, but what does that actually mean? So if it look in the dictionary, was it masculine mean of or relating to men or boys or male? Okay, not super helpful for helping us define that. Characterized by or possessing qualities traditionally attributed to men, such as aggressiveness. Okay. So what other attributes have been traditionally attributed to men? I don't know, right? Kind of depends on your tradition, but maybe uh, leadership or uh, strength or yeah, aggression, competition, that kind of thing. So there's a term going around. Uh, it's been around for a while. It seems more popular lately. Toxic masculinity. So I really don't like that term. I think it's a problematic term. I think it can make men feel like there's not a way to be masculine. It's all toxic, right? But um, I looked up this Psychology Today article called What is Toxic Masculinity? And I actually agreed with most of the things that they said in here. It's these toxic, meaning damaging or problematic, quote unquote, man rules. <laughs> so like one of these is that a man should suffer physical and emotional pain in silence. So I think that is kind of one that maybe we've we've had taught us over time that really is kind of a problem that we shouldn't let anybody know that we're having a hard time. Okay. A man should not seek warmth, comfort, or tenderness. Okay. Kind of that same idea, that strong, silent type, someone that doesn't need anybody, doesn't need anything, right? Doesn't need anybody to comfort him. A man should only have the emotions of bravery and anger. Any other emotions are weakness, and weakness is unacceptable. Okay. So I think there's some truth to that, that like if you're brave or you're mad, like that's okay. But if you're sad or you're anxious or you're, um, you know, even happy, right? Like that's not as manly and, you know, weakness is unacceptable. So, I mean, we'll get into that one. I think that it is a positive masculine trait to be strong. Um, but to become strong, you have to confront those weaknesses, right? So whether that's physically, you know, you have to, if you want to get stronger with pushups, like you have to figure out where you're at first, you know, and if you can only do five at first, I mean, compared to where you want to be, that may be weak and that's okay, right? You need to realize where you are to build strength and whether that's mentally, emotionally, sexually, right? You realize where you're weak so you can build that into strength, Okay. A man should not depend on anyone. Asking for help is also weak. So this is definitely one that I see a lot. You know, I believe for myself a long time, oh, I should just be able to do it on my own. I don't need help for anybody, right? A man should always want to win 
whether in sports, work, relationships, or sex. Okay. So being competitive, right? That drive to win, that drive to, uh, to beat others or to like be better than other people at different things, you know, sports, work, relationships, sex. Um, so that one, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, right? Where that desire to win, to be better than a lot of that is rooted in a lower self-confidence because you have to compare yourself to others to feel superior. And that does come across in relationships in, in your marriage, right? When you feel like you have to be better than your wife, she has to be worse than you. And that's what creates a lot of damage in the marriage. Okay. So I actually agree with most of these, that these actually are toxic, meaning damaging, that they are common, that men sort of grow up believing a lot of these things. Um, and they're thoughts that we want to shift if we want to create great relationships. Okay. So when people sort of live these rules, when men leave, live these rules, men do become kind of emotionally unavailable, right? They can't really understand their own emotions. So when their wife or someone else has emotions, they don't really connect with that very well. Okay. So they're quote unquote, emotionally unavailable or distant. And that's unattractive. And that's what a lot of wives complain about in their husbands. The other thing that happens is because they can't manage their emotions, especially well, or recognize them, okay, or deal with them appropriately, they'll escape. So they'll escape from those emotions into work, right? Into food, overeating, into working out, exercise, into drugs, into pornography, right? As a way to deal with difficult emotions, okay? Because they haven't learned, okay, like I can feel that. And that's just part of the human experience. You know, it's okay to feel sad or anxious or whatever. I don't have to drive that away so that I can seem strong. Okay. Uh, they can rely on anger to get their way. Okay. The other thing that happens is when men believe they shouldn't ask for help, they limit in what they can achieve by not reaching out for help and getting the help that they want and need. Okay. So what these strengths are, they're actually weaknesses. Okay. It's actually... Uh, you know, a weakness, not know and be able to manage your emotions, right. Or to try to force other people down or beat other people down to, you know, feel good about yourself. Okay. So an inability to appropriately feel emotions, it limits your life experience. Like it's just part of life to feel sad sometimes, feeling sometimes, to feel happy, right. To feel angry, all of that. Okay. One of my mentors, Douglas Kahn, what he taught me was, it's not strong to be afraid of your emotions. And really, if you are trying to push them down all the time so you don't experience them, that really is being afraid of them. Yeah, that's not really strong. So that was one that hit me. I like that one. So, so what's the answer then? Should men just get rid of their masculine traits? Okay, should we eliminate what makes us men? You know, should they just back down from all conflict and adopt a happy wife, happy life mindset? Oh, I'm just going to do whatever my wife wants, right? I'm going to lay down and just kind of be a doormat and let my wife do whatever she wants because that's, you know, then I'm not at least not being aggressive. Then at least I'm not being a toxic man, right? That faces confrontation, right? I don't want to be toxic. So, you know, I should just probably let my wife do whatever she wants and then she'll probably like me, right? Of course, we know if you listen to this podcast for a while, this does not work. And this is what I tried for a long time. A lot of the guys I work with, they try this for a long time. Try to do what makes their wife happy. It doesn't work. They get mad. Then they escape into pornography or into an affair or something. Uh, or they get mad, right? And then they feel bad again, try to make their wife happy. It's what I call the mosquito cycle. So my answer to that, they should not, 
right? They should not try to just lay down and do whatever their wife wants. Uh, so they let other people walk all over them because that's turning the other cheek. Okay. I think there's another misunderstanding that um, Christian guys have that turning the other cheek means you just never do confrontation. You just kind of do whatever other people want you to do, that kind of thing. Uh, should they just be grateful for what they have and not to try to achieve great things in their lives? You know, a lot of men were driven by achievement, wanting to do big and great things with our lives. Okay. So you probably know, I don't agree that men should do this, that they should just kind of be this person without purpose that kind of lets other people do whatever they want. Um, and, uh, you know, lets people walk all over them. Right. A lot of men listening to this, you probably tried that, especially as Christian men, we kind of think, Oh, well, we should be more, a lot more passive. Right. That's what Jesus teaches us. But my argument to you is that Jesus actually did not teach that by, especially by his example. So to me, what it really boils down to is like, if we want to be more masculine, what we want to figure out is who are we looking to as an example of manhood? Okay. So who do we have in front of us? Right. So we've got what I call Disney dad. So if you watch the, the Disney channel at all, or your kids do, you'll see that the the fathers in this are one of a few things. They're either very weak. They kind of let their wife run all over them. They're idiots. They're like stupid. They're incompetent. They can't like figure anything out on their own. They break stuff around the house. They can't fix anything. Right. Or they're just absent. Right. Dad's not there. There's single mom raising them. So Okay, these guys are not a good example. And if your kids are mainly like watching that, that's not a great example of what a man should be. So then there's like a, a James Bond type, right? So he's kind of cool. You know, he keeps those emotions down, keeps them in check. Yeah, like he has these sexual relationships, but they're just kind of, you know, passionate but fleeting. You know, he's just kind of like out there. So, you know, is that who we want to be like? Is that what a strong man really is? You know, it's probably better than the Disney dad in, in some ways, <laughs> or, or is it like a Jack Bauer, right? Who's strong and protective, but also like very violent towards other people. If you watch 24, that's the main character, Jack Bauer. Um, awesome guy. Like, um, I love that show. Um, but like so violent that, you know, is that really the example that we want to aspire to? And we have our own, our own dad, right? So, you know, for sure. Our own dads and my own dad had his strengths, had his weaknesses. So, you know, we, we learn from our example there of what a man is, right. And what a man can be. So they all give us some examples, right. But they all leave us missing something. Okay. Whenever we choose a, a human man as the example, you know, again, we can learn from them, but also we're going to be missing something. So luckily, as Christian men, we actually have the perfect example of manhood to follow, and that is Jesus. Okay, So he was that balance, right, of being a man who was strong, right, and also kind and compassionate. So I was just reading today where he tells Peter, like one of his probably best friends, right, his uh, kind of lead disciple, apostle, to get behind him. He says, get behind me, Satan. You, you, you know, prefer the things of men to the things of God. So I mean, that's very confrontational. That's very strong. Um, but at the same time, he was so like kind and giving and, and caring and compassionate and healing people, right? So he had that balance. You know, he was able to stand up against wrong in a strong way and also be kind and compassionate, okay? 
He was very courageous, right? He had a very difficult mission with a lot of opposition through it. Like he knew what his mission was and he was going to accomplish it, right? So that, to me, that's a great example of strength, right? And we want to be clear on what our mission is in this life and in this world. Like for me, I really feel like it's helping men be great husbands and fathers. Me being a great husband and father for myself first, then helping other men do the same thing, right? And for us to be leaders in the world, really showing what Christian leadership is about. So Jesus also not afraid of confrontation. He really wasn't, okay? He stood up to the scribes and Pharisees very directly. Um, you know, you can see tons of examples of this, just calling people out. Why do you think evil in your hearts, right? You know, just challenging their beliefs. Well, you know, you you break the law uh, by your traditions, you know? Because they were asking, why does he make, break the tradition of the elders by like not washing his hands, right? He's like, well, why do you break the law by your traditions? So not afraid of confrontation at all really willing to draw attention to issues that need to be drawn attention to. Okay. Jesus also experienced a very full range of emotions. If you look through, right, he was sad at times, says Jesus wept multiple times. He was angry at times. You know, he drives people out with the whip, that example with Peter. He was very compassionate, very loving, healed people, you know, spent a lot of his time healing, right? He was loving, but also had strong boundaries. He took time to himself. He went off into the wilderness, right? He, um, you know, left crowds sometimes. Again, he had that mission, right? Stuck to it. He was also very wise. You know, he knew the scriptures. Um, he knew the trades of the day, right? He was a carpenter. Uh, he knew about sowing seeds, right? He knew about what was going on in the world so he could use those as teaching examples for parables and things like that. And he just spent time serving others, right? But also balance that with care for himself, right? He was the example of love your neighbor as yourself. He loved himself. He took care of himself and he loved the people around him. He stood against what was wrong, right? He's also very powerful. You know, the wind and the waves obeyed him, right? We probably won't get to that point where we can mimic that, but he was in control, right? He had power, right? He had the ability to accomplish things. We can tap into that power, you know, through prayer and through faith and and those kind of things. He was very faithful to God and obedient to God's commandments, for sure. That was kind of his main thing. And what he was trying to point out to people was the traditions that were not actually what God was wanting and trying to direct them to what God actually wanted them to do, which was really love God and then love their neighbor as themselves. Again, as themselves equally. And that's to me what marriage is all about. And where we get mixed up with this happy wife, happy life is we think, oh, we actually have to love our wife more than ourselves, right? And not set boundaries and not bring up difficult issues with her because that might make her mad or unhappy. And we just have to make her happy. But that's not what Jesus taught. Jesus taught, no, like love your neighbor as yourself. Find, you know, work together. Find agreements that work for both of you, you know? So, Let's look at Jesus versus that toxic masculinity. So the toxic masculinity says a man should suffer physical and emotional pain in silence. But Jesus didn't do that, right? He expressed his feelings and his suffering to God often, right? He even asked his disciples to like come and be with him, you know, when he was uh, going into Gethsemane. A man shouldn't seek warmth, comfort, or tenderness, right? So he sought that from friends. He spent time with friends right? He spent time with people that helped fill him up and that really valued him, okay? 
A man should only have emotions of bravery and anger. Any other emotions are weakness and weakness is unacceptable. So Jesus did not follow that, right? We talked about him feeling the full range of emotions and that is strength, being able to feel those, use those emotions in an appropriate way, not push them down, but let them, you know, let them be experienced. You know, that's part of life. A man shouldn't depend on anyone and asking for help is also weak. Jesus didn't do that. He definitely relied on God's help. Right. We also see angels coming to minister him to, to him sometimes. Again, he spent time with friends. He had apostles around him and disciples. Okay. A man should always want to win, whether in sports, work, relationships, or sex. So Jesus, he did win, right? He won the victory over death. He won, you know, he accomplished his mission, right? He won. But he also helped other people win, right? If anybody he defeated, right, he defeated Satan, he defeated evil. So if we want to win, right, and have somebody lose, it should be Satan losing. Really, that's what his mission was about, defeating Satan, defeating evil. So if we want to win and and destroy somebody else, right, that needs to be Satan. We need to be fighting to destroy Satan in ourselves and other people, right? But the point of that was so that other people could win too. So he won by accomplishing it, but he also helped other people win by coming to him, by being saved by creating a life that's really valuable and meaningful. Um, so he worked for win-win, right? For people, okay? He didn't go for, I win and you're going to lose, except with Satan, okay? Otherwise, it was, I'm going to win, but so are you, right? And that's what I want. I want for all of us to win together. All right, so if you want to be more manly, bottom line is this. Like, you can look for different examples, but really there's no one better to follow than Jesus. So just make a really careful study of his life. I'm I'm going through the New Testament now and just really enjoying getting to know Jesus better through that. And I uh, definitely recommend that uh, to you. I'm using EnduringWord.com and just going through the, uh, you know, I'm in Matthew, just going really slow and just trying to understand who Jesus was, what he liked, what he didn't like, um, all of that. So Jesus, he had a life full of purpose and mission and that life was fully lived. So that's what we want to do too, right? We want to know what our purpose is no matter what else you have as your purpose in life is like what you're going to do for work like god gave you certain skills and talents and going out to bless people with those skills and talents uh, whether that's building stuff or you're an attorney or you're a business owner right all of those things are you know used to bless other people right but you're also you know a husband and a father right and a man and so you have that purpose of being a great husband and being a great father. And you know, that's what I believe my purpose is, is to help you do that, be a better husband, father, and man. So Jesus also fully experienced his emotions and used those emotions for good. He didn't try to push them away. So we need to learn how to do that, right? We need to learn how to allow our emotions and use the tools to do that. There's really good tools that, uh, that I've learned and teach other guys to do that, right? Jesus was wise in things of God and the world. So, you know, we don't have to just say, well, we can only learn what's in the scriptures. No, there's a lot of good stuff out there in the world, right? That we need to learn. So like for, for what I teach, you know, there's the psychological uh, tools, right? Of communication and managing your thoughts and emotions. Like these are things that you want to learn so you can really use your brain to its best effect. We have a lot of, you know, knowledge out there now of how that works. And that's what I teach guys so that they can, manage their thoughts and emotions better, have great communication. And we do it all in the context of, you know, doing it in a Christian setting, not doing anything that goes outside of what Jesus taught. Okay. 
Jesus loved his neighbor as himself, right? He had his mission. He accomplished things, right? He loved other people, but he also took time for himself. He also spent time with his friends, right? He did things to build himself up and he also did things to help others. Jesus, absolutely an expert in communication, right? As far as his teaching, as far as understanding people, um, you know, we talk about in the program, really understanding the people around us. I mean, Jesus had the extra ability to just, they didn't even have to say anything and he kind of knew what was in their hearts, right? So, you know, he could understand the people around him at a deep level. And we, we try to learn that in the program. How do we understand the people around us better, especially our wife and kids? Jesus was powerful and he used that power for good. So as men, look, we are blessed with part of God in us, right? We have power to do things, to accomplish things. And we want to use that for good. We want to be courageous against evil. We want to step into that strength and power that God's given us. Okay. And so guys, this is the kind of man that your wife wants and that she's attracted to. Okay. A guy who has these characteristics, right? You're a man on a mission. You experience, you experience your emotions. You don't run from them, right? You're wise. You love yourself as her. You communicate well. You use your power for good, right? These are all things that feel great and they're very attractive to your wife. So if you want to come and you want to be part of a group of men and you want to learn these skills, okay, that will help you have great relationships for the rest of your life, come and join us in Love, Intimacy, and Legacy. Visit MikeFrazierMD.com and we'll get on a call. You'll fill out an application and we're going to go through and decide the best way that we can work together to help you learn these skills and really become the outstanding man that you are and can be as you learn these skills of mental emotional management, use your brain to your best effect, get purpose in your life, be able to communicate really well, and then have that mental, emotional, and sexual connection with your wife consistently. Okay. That's what we're going for. So again, visit mikefrasermd.com. Go to work with me. That's M-I-K-E-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R-M-D.com. You can also go to strongmenstrongmarriages.com. There's also a link in the show notes if you're listening or in the YouTube video if you are watching. All right, men, stay strong. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.